This is episode 164. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello everyone. How are you? Welcome back to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Siope. And I'm glad to be back on the podcast today. Today, we're going to be talking about setting boundaries around holiday shopping. It's a busy time of season for many families. And so this podcast is all about helping you as a parent navigate these times. Now, we experience the holiday seasons in a lot of different ways. There are so many traditions and things that are happening within our families that sometimes we can get lost in everything around us and we can struggle. So we are going to be talking about how do you navigate the holiday shopping season and also in relation to your children, how you can be a good example to them and help establish some healthy boundaries around what is happening in the world. So that's what we'll be covering today. Now, thank you for joining me wherever you may be. I know it's a busy time, so you may be driving down the road, you may be wrapping gifts, you may be ordering something else online, whatever it is. Thank you for joining me today. It really does mean a lot, and especially during this time of season where we express gratitude, I want to just say thank you to you for spending this time. So there are three specific areas that I wanted to focus on and the skills that you are going to need in order to do this. So the first thing that we're going to cover is establishing your own boundaries. Now this is as an adult. How do you establish your own boundaries and not get consumed with the expectations of the holiday season? Second, we are going to talk about planning out a schedule for you. Now planning out a schedule for you and for your child is going to be highly effective for you. The reason that this is something that we need to pay attention to is because if we are able to circumvent some of the surprise things that happen or forgetting something that happens, all of that takes bandwidth away from your energy for the day. So if we plan out and we schedule as much as we possibly can, that's going to facilitate you being more effective and happy during this season. That's the second thing. And then the third thing is role-playing situations that you may possibly encounter during this holiday season. So we'll be focusing in on the skill of role-playing. Now, of course, here at the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast, we'll be talking about how this relates to your child's behaviors, but it kind of is more focused on you as a parent in being able to learn these things so you can demonstrate what it is like for your children. There's a saying that goes, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one. And in this instance, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Let's try and demonstrate to our children what it's like to establish great boundaries so in the future they have a point of reference. Having a point of reference for your child is going to make a huge difference. So let's tackle the first topic, which is establish your own boundaries. Now, the holiday season can be fraught with a lot of things that are out of the ordinary. If you think about the expectations for entertaining or for, you know, presents or for gifting or expectations where you have neighbors who are 
sending and giving out gifts. I mean, all those things seem to pile up during this holiday season, and it can be wonderful. I remember as a child growing up during the Christmas season, and it was super magical for me. I thought it was a wonderful time of season. As I have grown, and now that I'm an adult, it's a very different experience for me. And it's a lot different for a lot of adults. You know, there's a lot more pressure to get things done, to be at the Christmas party, to, you know, have your house decorated, to be super festive. And even if you're not celebrating traditionally, there are some expectations around the season as we wrap up the year and move into the next year. So establishing your own boundaries is going to be essential. And this means you have to sit down and write down the things that you hope to accomplish and then focus in on what you know you can accomplish. And you will start to realize there are certain things that you're going to have to eliminate from that list. That's okay. You have to realize that you are working at a different speed after, you know, a year and a half of COVID, actually almost two years of COVID, quarantining, health issues, whatever it may be, you have to make some adjustments. And so celebrating Christmas, even though there are a lot of traditions tied into the old way, you may have to show your child that being flexible and being able to adjust to situations is more important than holding on to a tradition that is no longer helpful nor useful to you emotionally. So establish your boundaries. That's my recommendation. Write down a list. Write down the things that you want to do. Write down the things that you can do, the things that you can actually get done. Now, as you look at this list, there is no shame or guilt that should be experienced, even though you may feel those feelings coming as you look at the list. But just understand you're in a different place now, and we don't operate the same way that we have in years past. We have to adjust. You can do this exercise with your child. And as you start to notice the things that are of most importance, this is going to help you move on to the next step, which is planning out a schedule. Now, I want you to remove the idea that, hey, we've always done this as a tradition in our family, to saying, hey, I'm open to receiving new ways to create new traditions in my family. I've known a lot of families that can get bogged down into very specific ways of doing things. And the traditions actually become more of a hindrance to what's happening than a blessing. So you want to be very cautious and careful. That's helping to establish some boundaries and saying, hey, look, we've done it this way for 20 years. How about this year we try something a little bit different just to see if maybe we like that better? And let's try it. So have this conversation with your family, with your spouse, with your partner with your child, and with yourself. Establish your own boundaries of what you can actually accomplish during this time. Do not feel guilty if you have to go back and make adjustments to that list. Because I, what I want you to do in establishing the boundaries is I want you to revisit the list every week at least once. And you can adjust things. You can switch things out as needed based on where you're at. So it's this whole idea of being flexible. 
Now, the reason that this is important for your child is this helps your child also learn that the world is going to operate on very different types of systems. And what is most effective for them is to be flexible enough to work out of the system that's going to be most beneficial in the moment, but leaving room for alternative things that they can try in the future. If we think of it logically, though, it's like working with a young child. You're going to do something with a young child the way the young child experiences it, but as they get older, they may no longer like that, or it may not be necessary. So you're going to move on to something else. So we're just applying that same flexibility that you have been practicing with your children now into your own holiday planning and working through everything that needs to happen before Christmas comes. Now, the second point is to plan out a schedule. I did an episode on time boxing before, and this is where time boxing will come in handy again. So time boxing, for those of you who don't know what it is or haven't listened to that episode, that time boxing has to do with how you organize your time within a day. Once you have established the things that you can do and you know what days they're required for you to do, you look at your day schedule and you block out certain times to get those tasks done. You want to give yourself about a 30-minute leeway in between tasks, and it's assigned to that period. So if you say 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to deliver my cards to the post office. You set aside the time that you're going to do that. If it takes you half an hour to get there, plan for a half an hour of in-between time before you start planning anything else. You want a buffer in there. So 15 minutes before, 15 minutes after, that gives you some flexibility as well. So you're going to have a schedule that's going to have some very specific things that need to get done, that you want to get done, and that you've already identified in the first step, which is establishing some boundaries around the things that you need to work on. Okay, Planning out the schedule, you're going to focus in on what needs to be done each day, blocking out those specific time frames. And if you're unable to do them in the time frame, then you have to block it out for the next day, depending on how much more time you may need. But the reason for doing this is it gives you a specific task at a specific time to do it, and it keeps you on track. A lot of success from different parents who use this method of time boxing schedules, their own schedules and their children's schedules. So it's something you should definitely look into. Now, the last piece that I am going to share with you is how do you apply this with your children, especially children who may be struggling um, or coping through the, this season? So role-playing is going to be a big, big part of how you can help your child relate or understand everything that's happening. Uh, in this instance, role-playing with your child, what they need to do and how they need to do that is going to be essential and actually guiding them along your own process of doing this so you can model your expectations to them. Now, let me give you an example of what this would look like. All of this like clumped together into a family. So let's say that there is a mother. We're going to call her Susan. So Susan has a young child, and she's busy planning for the Christmas season. There's so many things going on. Her children, they have concerts at school that she needs to go to. She has 
the end of quarter, she's worried about homework. I mean, we've just piled on more things. Susan is worried about all these things. Susan would take some time to write down the two lists, and she would establish, okay, this is something that I will do, that I can do, out of the list of things that are planned for the month. There are certain things that she's going to have to debate in her mind what she can and cannot do. Now, I would ask Susan to sit with her child and go through this process so that the child can see how to make these decisions and how to work through them. So after creating the list, then she would go to her schedule and plan it out. So she's going to say, okay, on Tuesday, I plan to take all my Christmas cards and uh, deliver them to the post office to get mailed. So I'll do that at nine o'clock and I'll give myself some buffer time in between. So 15 minutes before and 15 minutes after. So in this whole scenario with Susan and her child, she's actually demonstrating by example how she is setting good boundaries around the holiday season. Now, the way that you would work with your child in uh, situations where they may struggle is take, for example, if they're going into the store and you are going shopping for something, your child is coming along and your child is impatient and is struggling, you'll want to role play things that they can do instead. So you can role play, okay, we're entering in the store. You're going to do this at home first. And say, okay, let's make believe. This is what I expect you to do. We're going to pretend like we're in the store. I'll be you, you be me, and I'll show you what to do when, as soon as you get bored. So Susan would role play with her child, her expectations, which may be, okay, I'm going to stand next to the shopping cart. And if I get bored, I am just going to like squeeze the side of the shopping cart so I can let my mom know, but I'm not saying anything, but at least that she knows that I'm, I'm getting bored and maybe we can do something about it. And then you start to role play this. So your child experiences this in the home. Then what you are going to do is once you get to the store in the parking lot, before you enter the store, say, okay, remember what we practiced at home. And by now, you should have practiced it multiple times so your child knows it. It's very familiar to them what they need to do. You just remind them, we've practiced this at home. We're going to walk into the store. Here's my expectation. We're going to do it exactly the way that we practiced it. And if you're able to do that, then there may be a reward at the end. I'll try and keep the, the shopping as short as possible because I've already time boxed for that. So it's only going to be in the store for this long. So if you're able to keep track of the time, I'll let you hold the watch and you can see what time we're supposed to end. And then if you get bored, you're just going to squeeze the side of the shopping cart so I can see that you're bored and I may possibly try and help you find something that you can do that's enjoyable. So you're role-playing that before you get to the store. You're role-playing that again in the parking lot and then you walk into the store and you see how it all unfolds. I've had many parents report that doing it this way really does prepare the child for the expectation that the parent has. Because children generally want to please their parents. They want to be praised for the good things that they are doing. So let's say Susan walks in and they're shopping and she sees him tapping on the side of the cart. Well, that's an indicator that she needs to be able to recognize what he's doing is good 
which is he's letting her know without verbally, you know, complaining or whining or crying. So she goes over, she puts her hand on his and just squeezes it tightly, looks at him and smiles and says, okay, let's figure out what we can do now. So this allows for another opportunity for them to connect and they will talk about things that they can do. Okay, maybe you can pick out a favorite treat. We can go somewhere and pick out a treat that you can earn because you did the right thing in this moment, something that's inexpensive. Then they would go and they would go and get it. And this is a way to reinforce that behavior. Now remember, all of this is happening because the child has already experienced it at home and then again in the parking lot where you have gone over the expectations. So inside the child's mind, before they even enter, they're already thinking ahead. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. And they're being more cognizant of their behavior overall. Once they leave, say Susan purchased him something small that he could enjoy, she's to praise him. Great job, you know. You were able to stay by my side. You didn't complain or scream. That was wonderful. You were able to stay quiet. You made eye contact. You tapped the side of the shopping cart. And that let me know that you were getting bored and I wanted to help you. So you were able to earn this reward. Great job. So she's praising him specifically for the good things that he has done. And if he does this and this happens and he feels like, hey, there's a payoff here, he's more willing to do it again next time, and the next time, and the next time. And by then, you are going to space out the rewards, but you're going to increase the praise. You may give a reward every once in a while, not every time, but he's been able to learn that, hey, when I behave this way, I receive emotional validation, I'm recognized, I'm seen. By my parents. So, yay. And then the reward comes secondary. Okay, so that's a situation where you would do this. Now, let's say that uh, you were going to a Christmas party, family Christmas party, and you're a little concerned about your child's behavior. Again, this is about establishing boundaries, planning out the schedule, and role playing. So, you're going to establish the boundaries. The boundaries are we're going to be at this family Christmas party for a couple of hours. So how long do you think you can be here and be okay before you get frustrated or bored? So let's say he says, I can be there for five minutes, then I'm bored because everyone's an adult and I'm by myself and I just hate it. Then you say, okay, well, there's your boundary. Let's block out a schedule. Say, okay, so here's the five minutes when we get there. We'll take off coats. We'll have dinner. Then you can have a five minute window where you can see how well you do. And then I need you to let me know that you are getting bored. And that can come again in a number of ways. But you're going to choose something that is not as uh, intrusive or interruptive as them complaining about it. So it could be simply as them coming standing next to you, putting their head on your shoulder to indicate I'm ready to go. I'm done with this. Okay. Now, obviously, you want to stay at the party as long as possible. And this is where you evaluate the boundaries that you have and say, hey, my child struggles with some behavioral issues and he needs to go to bed at a certain time to get good rest or we're going to feel it the next day. So my boundary is we're going to come here and do this for this long 
And you let them know. You let the people you're visiting know. You let your child know, okay, this is, this is the boundary we're going to set for this. And then you plan out the schedule for it. And then before you go to the party, you will role play this with your child. Role play it, practice it. And the ideal is to practice it until your child can do it three times without being corrected or being prompted to remember what to do. They can do it three times on their own. They should be able to pull that out as a tool when the time comes. So Christmas parties can be done this way. It may mean that you have to leave the Christmas party early. That's okay. That is absolutely okay. If you are hosting the party, obviously you can't just invite people over and kick them out, but you are have the fortunate blessing of being in charge, which means you can also find alternatives for your child to do in order to keep them from being bored. This may include having them carry around a backpack that has things that can occupy their time and keep them entertained while the time is passing and you need to be tending to everything that's happening. So it can include an iPad, a puzzle, a book that they may like, some art supplies, just something different that they can do on their own to help them work through these difficulties. But you still want to establish the boundaries of how long you're going to be there and the expectation and then plan it out in your schedule together so you guys are on the same page and in sync with one another. After you do this, you're going to role play. So as you can see, you can apply these three different systems in order to multiple situations. We tried it with going to the store with your child. We've tried it with uh, going to a Christmas party with your child. You could do this with going to a church service with your child. There's a lot of different ways that you can apply it. So remember this, establish your own boundaries, what you can and cannot do, what is realistic, and be realistic. And you're going to have to practice a lot of love and a lot of self-forgiveness and a lot of acceptance for the reality of where you're at. Then after you determine what it is that you can actually do, you want to plan it out in the schedule and really give it some specific time frames. This actually will alleviate your issues with, oh, I've been here too long and I should be somewhere else. And letting the host know, hey, we're here. We're glad to be here. Thank you for inviting us. We will have to step out, you know, at around 830. So I'm just letting you know, but we appreciate it. Very, very helpful to do things like that. Okay. And then you want to role play it with your child. If your child is coming along with you for these events or doing these things, it's great. I've seen some parents uh, use the same method when uh, they're waiting for Santa in line. You know, kids are fascinated by seeing them all Santa, but they practiced it before of what it's like to be patient and to wait patiently and not to be super overexcited and, you know, jumping all around the, the place or complaining and crying about it. So role-playing these situations is going to help quite a bit. So these are some tips of things that you can do as the holiday season is approaching. And I just want to say I want to wish everyone happy holidays. I love this time of season. It is a very different type of season though for me because now as an adult I see it very differently. But it's a wonderful time of year. And it also is in preparation for bringing in the new year, which I'm super excited about. 
I was also married in December. Believe it or not, I got married two days before Christmas, which our families both loved, by the way. It's not a perfect time to get married two days before Christmas because her family was living in Hawaii. My family was uh, living in Utah. And so travel arrangements and all that stuff is kind of hectic. But that's the day we chose. So this time of month will always be special to me. Anyways, that's it for me. I want you to practice these uh, three things. Establish your own boundaries, what you can actually do, and accept it. Then I want you to plan it out in your schedule and show your child how to do this. And then anything involving your child where they're involved in any of the plans or upcoming parties or events or situations, you'll want to role play if they have a hard time. Role play, role play, role play. That's how children learn. And that's why children like to play make-believe. That's how they process the world around them. So we're just teaching them in a language that children understand. All right. Thank you again for joining me. That's it for me. I'm Siope, and I will talk to you again soon. All right. Bye-bye.